Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. and gentlemen i am your host blake ruffino this <coughs> excuse me let me clear my throat this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well massive show in store for you tonight day four of college fo- um, day four of college football day four of lsu camp resulted a pretty big bar- brawl some people are like oh my god why are they doing that well, I'm going to tell you because we got a lot to talk about. Day four of fall camp happened today. What went on? What continues to go on? We'll break down the good, the bad, and the ugly. Or the great, the good, the bad, the not so good. We'll talk about that here tonight. And we'll do it again every day because Brian Kelly's allowing access. And if he continues to allow access... We're going to continue to be out there and doing what we do. So, standouts, players, we got a lot to talk about in the opening segment. Pretty much before we get Carter, the power, Bryant from LSU Power Hour that joins us every single Monday. Uh, He'll be joining us at 7.30. We'll run through some of the things he likes, maybe some things he doesn't like. And what does he continue to think moving closer towards the season? We'll go around your SEC and Rafino's rants to top off a what I think could be a very, very massive show here tonight. I don't know. Is nobody commenting on Facebook? Or are we just not getting them? <laughs> Let me know if you're in here on Facebook. Let me know. Because there's 57 of you. I'm just going to type in, hey. There we are. There we are. We got him. <laughs> so if you're on Facebook, hit the like and share. Let's get to a couple comments before we get rolling. Stefan says, Florida State about to catch them hands, boy. Our good friends over at Fry Construction, you can give them a call. 
337-457-5100. Go see him at 161 West Maple Street in Eunice, Louisiana for all your site work, oil and gas services, that mean commercial construction. They do it all. But he does say, Stefan says, they're going to uh, catch those hands. Uh, C. King says, hello, is anybody home? <laughs> no doubt. Just making sure because we did. I did not see any comments on Facebook. I thought it was on our end. David Woodward. I wonder if he's related to Scott. David, are you related to Scott Woodward? If so, damn me. I need all the information. <laughs> David Woodward says, love the fact fighting within reason. It shows a competitive edge to a player. I had it in me when I was in sports as well. Well, it's not that big of a deal, man. It, re it really, really isn't. Philip Rose says, hey, Blake, do you think the defense will get better over time in practice? I do. I do. Uh, Jordan, or I mean, excuse me, Jonathan May says, yo, what's happening? Charlie Viator. Jonathan says, what's going on? Dylan says here. Ingrid says, how was the fight? What's your thoughts? Well, my number one thought is don't punch somebody with their helmet on. Like it's always been. We'll talk about the fight. We'll talk about it. We'll go into depth about what happened. Not that big of a deal. Uh, Steph, uh, Stephen Young, excuse me, says Burrow punched Queen in the face and we won the national championship in 2019. This is true. This is true. Adrian! All I know is, all I know is, is if fighting publicly indicates how this season's going to go, it will be good. See, King says McKinley. Y'all going to continue to be on my ass about that young man, ain't you? Felt good, man. I, I mean, I just feel good. Maybe this week you should be on the message board. AYSSnetwork.com. We'll drop some stuff in here this week. Gary Landry says, this Louisiana heat man seen two sisters duking it out in front of St. Louis Cathedral. <laughs> Uh, Woodard, excuse me. He said Woodard, not Woodward. I got you. Can't read. I can't read. It's not my fault. I can't read. I got you. You should have just said yes. Dane Bergeron says, Blake, I am back from enemy territory in Georgia watching my grandson's all-star games. It's time for the heat to end and football to begin. Let's go. Yeah, man, that's behind enemy lines, dog. I mean, Wes Johnson's there now. Maybe you can, you know, tell your grandson. Maybe he's going to play for a 2023 national title winner. And Wes Johnson down the line. Who knows? Maybe he comes on down to the bayou. Plays for old Jay Johnson. So, glad to have you back, Dane. Glad to have everybody in here. All right, one more, then we got to get rolling. DK says Queen and Stevens. Yeah, they all try to fight Burrow. Ba -da -da, da -da -da. Why would you be fighting Joe, too? Y'all keep y'all sayings off Joe. Side says, fought my best friend in high school for a starting spot. Still, we're friends after. Yeah. Got to fight, man. Sometimes you just got to, you know, throw them hands. Sometimes you just got to throw them hands. 
I, I will say one thing. You know, I'm tired of seeing Denver Harris getting in these little scuffles and being a part of them um, or being a reason to be in them. So, <laughs> you're, I mean, come on. We'll talk about it. We got, I mean, and we'll tell you the reason. I mean, guys, the DBs are getting their asses kicked. Defense has been getting their ass kicked. Th- that's it. Like, let's let's not throw any bones about it. Comes down to defense getting getting beat up right now. And so, I think it's a good thing, and we'll, we'll talk about it and go through this camp. But we got to get to a couple commercials first. Let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag, our good friends over at GM Varno & Sons. Before we do that, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're listening to us or watching us on Fubo TV, welcome aboard. My name is Blake, and good to have you with us. Let's talk about our good friends. Be back. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk to fight. We'll talk camp. Jay Daniels, man, looking impressive. We all we mention it all and talk about it next. Ben Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales, no job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're, We're back. back. Texas isn't, though. All right. Joey says, man, I am so excited about this season. I do agree with Joey. Kenny says the O-line is mishandling or manhandling the D-line from what I hear. I wouldn't call that that one right there manhandling. I would say the offensive line looks pretty good. James Washington was up. Jay says, hopefully this fight lights a fire under the defense's ass now. So let's talk about it. So listen, I know you want to know about the fight. What was happening? What was going on? Bottom line, you probably know what happened or have a pretty good idea. Harold Perkins getting pulled over to the sideline after the fight. Brian Kelly going over to talk to him. You know the two wide receivers that got kicked out pretty much started from what it appeared to be between Kyron Lacey and Harold Perkins. Who really knows? Malik Neighbors, the 
best wide receiver arguably right now in the SEC coming over there trying to get a couple jabs in. Whatever. You know, Major Burns was actually the only one who threw a punch. Stayed in practice, though. Brian Kelly getting upset because obviously it's in front of the media and he doesn't want to make any speculation about possibly that he's losing the team with any, you know how people will be. Truth is, fight started like they always start. Something either happened in the locker room, probably the offense is running their mouths about what's happening out on the field. Pretty much nine times out of ten how things happen. Because you have competitive human beings, which pretty much all of them have been alpha males in their high school or wherever they've been before, they come out here and they still have that dog in them. They want to be the alpha dude. Now, it shouldn't necessarily correlate to fighting, but Joe Burrow and Patrick Queen, you know the story, threw them hands back in the day. Bottom line is, guys, your offense has looked really good, and it's pissing the defense off, which I like. Which I like. But as much as it's been shown or told or said over the last however long since Jaden Daniels has been here, guys, he's not running. Now, can he? Will he? Yeah, he will, and he can. Guys, he's sitting in the pocket, stepping up in the pocket and rifling the ball down the field in practice. Well, Blake, they're just in helmets. Blake, they're just in shells. Okay. Well, at least I know that that's what he's trying to do and accomplish in practice. It's what he's spent an entire offseason doing. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. Maybe. I don't think he can get much faster as he is as a human being, but potentially maybe. You know, I'm hearing that on some of the plays, he's running up to close to 25, I mean, 20.5, 21 miles an hour. But both quarterbacks look really good. Both quarterbacks have done amazing things so far through four days. So, God willing, Jane Daniels goes down. You now, not like what you did a year ago at this time, have the faith that you can roll out there with Garrett Nussmeyer and say, Hey, dog, throw them punches. Here, come, here we come offensively. Aaron Anderson looks good. They're clean offensively. Year two under Mike Denbrock and Brian Kelly. They got, guys, they have more weapons at tight end than we've ever had at LSU. Ever. Because you got Mason Taylor up to 255 pounds. You have Kamorian Pimpton, who somewhat has been a little bit unstoppable so far. The four-star tight end out of Texas. And Mac Markway trimmed up a little bit. Didn't look like he used to be a bodyguard for Zeus. Okay? He's out there looking pretty good running routes and blocking as well. So you correlate all of this stuff. And you want to talk about the fight. Guys, it's not a big deal. They're going to fight. Now, you don't want that happening every day. But Patrick Queen, ironically enough, came out today on Twitter and said, and with pretty much quoted Wilson Alexander, who was there and broke the news. I, I, not really breaking the news because people were there and they knew that it happened. But you got Patrick Queen saying, man, we got in fight pretty much every damn period. 
you won a national title, though, because eventually and ironically, at the end of it all, in the national title, you had Patrick Queen and Joe Burrow sitting on the couch infamously, infamously, sitting on the couch, Joe soaking, uh, smoking a cigar, and Patrick Queen giving him a little dap, saying, yeah, dog, we come a long way, we did it. On the field, the DBs are not doing that great against this wide receiver core. They're just not. So I, I look at this team. I look at that unit. I thought that wide receiver, what did you have there? Because, again, we've talked about this in a lot of steps. But if you haven't heard us talk about this before, LSU led the ACC in drops a season ago. With that being said, okay, well, you're really talented. What do you look like? Guys, Kyron Lacey looks good. Brian Thomas was out today. I think he had a, just a little nagging thing. I'm assuming he'll be back. Brian Kelly will update to us tomorrow on injuries. But you have a guy like Aaron Anderson. LSU is publicly showing you on their social medias, hey, man, that guy just took a screen pass from Jane Daniels that was on the money in his chest and took that, took that thing 80. Now, Andre Sam was there, but he was the only defender that even came close to touching Aaron Anderson. The truth in all of this is your offense is looking really stinking good. You got the one-on-ones with Charles Turner and Mason Smith. And Mason Smith, quite honestly, and quite frankly, destroying things that he sees up front. And he gets he wins a rep. And all of a sudden, you got a guy like Charles Turner who's winning the next one saying, okay, dog, I got you. I got you. You just got me. Now I'm about to get you. They're battling out there, man. And I think it's so cool that Brian Kelly gives the access that he does. It's unprecedented, really. But I think that there has been a lot of standouts in here. You can look defensively. Guys, and I tr we talked about him extensively. Zy Alexander by far has been LSU's best corner. The Southeastern Louisiana grad transfer, or not grad transfer, but transfer. And then today, Andre Sam, who is a, I think, what, six or seven year guy that's been in college football. I think he's six. He goes out there to, today and baits Jane Daniels, and I mean, baits Garrett Nussmeyer, excuse me, into an interception. Like another thing that Wilson Alexander broke in his news today. And then you saw everybody like, oh, well, that, there goes Nuss. Guys, it's a, it's a practice pick. He's trying to get it to his receiver. He doesn't, there's no ramifications of him throwing an interception in practice. We're talking about practice, y'all. Running back, O-line, wide receivers, quarterback. You look really good. I said, and Carter Bryant is going to be our guest in about 10 minutes. But I've mentioned and talked about on this show that I think LSU could be one of, if not the com most complete offense in the SEC. I'm not doubling down on that. We're seeing that. Well, Blake, what does Tennessee have? I, I, I'm with you. They're going to be explosive too. God willing, if they have a guy in Joe Milton that can actually do something, they're not going to be a bad team. But truth be told, what LSU is doing offensively right now through four days, 
I, I'm not going to say it's 19 because they're not even close to being there yet. You can't put a label on Jane Daniels or Garrett Nussmeyer and say that they can be a borough. But what I do know and what I do see and what I have seen personally, and we've posted the videos on social media. We've shown you what's been going on. When you have your running mobile quarterback who's saying, you know what, man, I've been working on this all summer. I'm going to just let this puppy rip. And if Malik Neighbors, which happened today, if Malik Neighbors, by the way, just newsflash, Malik Neighbors cut a touchdown today from Jane Daniels on a 50-yard bomb. On the money. And they're just doing what they need to do. I like where they sit. Defensively, we'll see more as camp continues to progress. The back end's got to get better. They got to get better. Now, Greg Brooks, I think, was out again today, too. He had a little nagging thing. J.K. Johnson, the Ohio State transfer, was in a boot on a scooter. I think he may be out four to six weeks. So he might miss the first couple of weeks of the season. Some have said it may be a broken leg, but I, Brian Kelly, I'm sure, will address that tomorrow uh, in his injury update report. Front seven continues to impress. Guys, Savion Jones is somebody that you're going to need to put need to know very quickly. I know that he was a borderline five-star coming out of recruiting in St. James. Guys, he's 6'5", 6'6", 200. And he said today in the interview, he 288 pounds. And he is not a fat 288 either. He is a – he is – like, his traps, both of his traps probably weigh 10 pounds apiece, if not more. Like, he is having a good camp. And he talked about iron sharpening iron going up against, quite honestly, like, Savion Jones's two reps are against Emory Jones and Lance Hurd. When have you had battles like that up front? You want to know what makes dynasty teams? You want, oh, what, what was Bama like during practice? Well, not only do you have a five-star on the defensive line, borderline five-star, and Savion Jones, but the two guys in the first and second team that he's going up against are also two former five-stars. That's what wins you national championships. So if Emory Jones has to kick in the tackle because one of the guard or kick in the guard because one of the guards got hurt, like Miles Frazier, whoever, and you got to replace him with a Lance Hurd, guys, you're going to be fine there. That's what makes this team so dangerous offensively. Offensively, they are built like a really well put unit. I don't think Brian Kelly has ever had a better receiving core than he's ever had in his career, than what he has at LSU right now. I don't think he's got a better quarterback room ever, okay, than he has right now. He's had some really good running backs and offensive line groups. He's had future Hall of Famers on the offensive line. That's to be determined. But his seventh running back right now is Caleb Jackson, who could be easily an all-SEC freshman because he looks like the best running back potentially of every one of them. But the front seven 
is not to be what's the word I'm looking for here? Trifled with. Because Mason Smith, I, I said this last week, and I guess it f- f- fell on deaf ears. The truth, you could not tell that Mason Smith tore his ACL. You can't. The former five-star and Deshaun Womack, that guy is going to be a dude. He's lined up at DN. He's lined up at the Jack. They're going to find ways to get that dude on the field because he's been that good. And Omar Spates, you know, and you've heard Brian Kelly talk about him. Oh, and Harold Perkins. And a guy that nobody's really mentioning right now who has trended up and really gotten focused on what he needs to do to be a really good linebacker. Guys, Greg Penn, and with, Greg Penn has looked exceptional as of right now. Getting to the ball, flying to the ball. Front seven has been nasty. It's been what the receivers and quarterbacks have done to the DBs that, and there were a little bit more pass breakups today. But nevertheless, to be a complete team, that that back seven has got to get better. I don't want to hear about, well, Blake, they're in man-to-man coverage. Guys, no, they're, they're not man-to-man coverage on 11-on-11 the whole time. They're not. They are not. They know that. We know. If you know football, you know in most of some of those, they're not in man-to-man coverage. They're not. When you have Zy Alexander in the deep third of a hash, and you have Harold Perkins trying to knock down a pass, and the route is in between the corner and the linebacker, and the safety and the linebacker, guys, they're running zone coverage. Now, I don't know what kind of zone coverage exactly looked like a cover three to where I was standing. But I just think that they've been that dude. I think that those guys in that receiver room have been those dudes. It's intriguing. It's exciting. It's something that you have been wanting to see ever since 19. And quite frankly, you kind of know now that you have a coaching staff and system under Brian Kelly that they're going to develop. Like, they really are going to develop year one to year two. And how good they can be is up to them. I'm not there yet to say that they're going to be the best offense in college football. I think they can compete for being the best offense in the SEC. An overall offense on how they do things. So we'll have to continue to see what and what they do in early September against Florida State, who is, you can make the argument, the best defense that they may see. They are going to be that good. They are that good. They are that good. I'm intrigued by what I see, man. I'm intrigued. I love it a lot. All right, some standout players. I think Andre Sam, we talked about him uh, having the interception today. 
on Garrett Nussmeyer, Zai Alexander, Aaron Anderson. You know, there's a special teams drill, and I kind of like Bob Diaco running the special teams. Guys, he's had an experienced past of running special teams, but making Aaron Anderson and others catch the ball and then hold, you know, have a football in one hand, having to catch it with another. I think that they'll be fine. They look like they're – I think they're going to be fine on special teams. You know, looking at Ramos when you get a chance. You know, I'm walk, I was walking back the other day, the day one, and I saw Ramos smash a 55-yard field goal. Like, he's, he smashed it and had some room to spare. So, they may be fine special teams-wise. I think you just got one unit that you got to find out more about yourself. So, Aaron Anderson continues to shine. He had the big touchdown uh, the other day. Uh, continues to shine here. I do like um, Mason Lunsford. I think that Mason Lunsford is going to push for a, sp- a spot. Will he get it? I don't know. Uh, Lance Hurd looks pretty decent. Caleb Jackson, we we talked about. Harold Perkins, Omar Spates. Um... So yeah, those are some some guys you can really you can really tell. All right, we got one minute, probably like thirty seconds until Carter Bryant, we get to Carter Bryant. So here's a couple of uh, here's a couple of comments. Uh, H Town Creole says BK is building a dynasty in BR. The receiver room will be filled with sprinters next season. You hope so. Uh, Corey Rogers hitting Malik fifty yards with no defender. LMAO Daniel's arm is still crap. Okay, you weren't out there. Y'all can, look, y'all can believe whatever you want, but Brian Kelly's leaving the entire practice open to media. Oh, well, you weren't, y'all didn't see it. Guys, we're there. You're not. <laughs> what, what do, do you believe that everybody just met, ever, you know what everybody did? Everybody went into the press room and said, guys, this is what we all got to stick to today and push out the falsehoods to LSU. Idiot. All right, last one. Uh, D-Pain says that Caleb Jackson's a dude. That he is. That he is. All right. Let's get to Carter, the power Bryant. Let me, I see this one. John Bellin says, Blake, the DBs have the least playing time together and for this coordinator. True. True. But what does this coordinator have to do in man-to-man coverage, though? You know, everybody's run cover three. All right, let's get to Carter Bryant. Let's talk about our good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. A good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. Don't go anywhere. It looks like Carter might be in a Motel 8. Let's make sure he's okay. Let's make sure he's... Where, where is Carter Bryant? He looks like he's in a Motel 8. What's going on here? Don't go anywhere. We'll talk more LSU, more LSU next. He will sell your house and find you a new... Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides 
over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer all applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back! Carter, what are you doing in a Motel 8? <laughs> huh? Huh? So, last night after my show, I started to break down everything and go back to my actual setup. But, right at the end, you commented, oh my god, where are you? So I decided to keep this set up <laughs> just for you. You're lying. Uh, no, I'm serious. Uh, so I am still in uh, my same room. I'm kind of crammed in a corner here. It did look like I got kicked out or in a motel. Huh? Huh? Yeah, I thought that your wife, you know, of six months, your beautiful wife had already got enough of your ass and said, you're out of here, mister. I'm surprised it hadn't happened yet. <laughs> but... Uh, we 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 went on a glorious date in northern Louisiana. Shout out Rustin, Rustin underrated. I, I, I town. saw that y'all went but, uh, steak um, dinner, right? Yeah, but here's the thing. I um, uh, so I'm a DJ, and I I was just setting everything up. Got a bunch of things uh, coming up, so that was basically it. But enough about that. If you do want me to do your gig or whatever, let me know. But I'm here to chat some LSU football. <laughs> Huh? Huh? Well, you're the one that brought it up. You're like, oh my God, is the marriage falling apart? And then, uh, Bet Online had it over under. Like, they had you right. divorced at minus 400, dude. Like, it was not looking good for you. And I thought I was coming on an LSU show tonight, but no, I, I feel like I'm on Maury. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you are <laughs> not getting the, the divorce. <laughs> you are huh? not huh? the father. All right. Let's talk a little LSU. Carter, um, I don't really care about the fight, do you? I mean, do we need to really no. talk about it? Is it that big of a deal? No, it's not. Well, and, and it's not really that big of a deal, especially if they're veteran players, guys right. that you know, that can play. If it was a bunch of true freshmen maybe getting in a fight, you would be somewhat concerned. But even then, not really. I mean, it's perfectly fine you played the game uh this is normal in 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 practices people get in skirmishes also this is very important as well uh this is part of why coaches don't have open access to the media i heard you talking about this a minute ago this is a good thing that fans are able to hear these kinds of things because there have been other instances and in practices during the miles tenure where you didn't hear anything about it because there wasn't anyone there to see it. Mm -hmm. um, so, Blake, it's actually a good thing, number one, as Savian Jones told the media, that, uh, look, it's hot. People are have a lot of energy. There's a lot of pent-up emotion. They're so close and ready to actually play a game. And uh, skirmishes happen. They, they just do mm -hmm. in the game of football. So nothing really to be concerned about. You know I'm a straight shooter here. And uh, hopefully LSU builds on this. And hopefully there's 
less of this as well because Brian Kelly wasn't too pleased that it did happen, but it is one of those things that does happen. I, I think Brian Kelly secretly likes it. I, I could see it too. <laughs> I think he secretly likes it. I think that he, I think what he's trying to say is don't fight in front of the media, you dummies. Like, don't make this a bigger thing than what it needs to be. Like, right. what are you fighting over? The one thing is, is Denver Harris has gotten into, been around or near or in about three of these scuffles. Okay. I don't like that from a guy that you know that got kicked off for issues. I don't like that. Like, you got to prove some things first before you do that. But no, it, no, I agree. And to that point, this was a guy who was a five star. He was amazing in high school. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's just had a lot of adversity uh, in, the, in this first portion of his career. So if he builds on that on uh, on the field in particular, and uh, yeah, I, I hope nothing but the best for him moving forward. Especially now, J.K. Johnson is a little banged up here. LSU is going to need Denver Harris in a major way to be who he can be, and I still think he could be a pretty solid player. Well, let's stick on that position group, Carter. The last four days or four practices, the quarterbacks and receivers and tight ends have put it on this defense, like really put it on them. Um, what do you make of that? Like, what do you make of this secondary getting their, their rear end torn up? You should be concerned. Okay. And this is, this I'm just being completely honest here because if this had just been the case for these first couple of practices, no big deal. Right. Sometimes one unit is ahead of the other. But, Blake, this is something that has been happening since the spring. Once again, you guys saw the spring game, right? They had a rough outing. And Brian Kelly has mentioned in an interview with Josh Pate that the secondary is something that concerns him. So I just got to be straight up. This will probably not be the best position group on this team. But let's spin this in a more positive light. LSU's front seven, a little bit of a different story. That should be a pretty good unit. Um, any defense with Harold Perkins in it, Harold Perkins covers up a lot of holes, right? He is really good at making everyone else look good. Um, just his presence on the field. And the second thing, and this is just something that more so on the NFL level, Blake, um, analytics has figured out that a lot of the best defensive performances have more to do with who you play on offense than what you have on defense. In other words, your opponent really matters when it comes to how good your defense is going Unless to be. you're named Georgia, because it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> now, if you're all-time great, if, you're, if your defense mm -hmm. is so good, it may not matter. But even then, you know, C.J. Stroud, uh, the, the better quarterbacks got Georgia last year. So – this year, when I look at the schedule, Blake, I think we will see more clunky LSU, uh, just offenses throughout the SEC. And that will also help the LSU defense because last year, Matt House went up against a murderer's row of amazing quarterbacks, amazing offenses, a lot of guys that got drafted really high. And I feel like this year it won't be as deep. So I think LSU's offenses that they will play throughout the course of the season. I could be wrong. They could be better than what they were last year. I do think it'll help out LSU's defense. I really, really, really do. Well, Jordan Travis isn't a slouch. No, he's not. And that's the scary thing is the first game out of the gate. 
you have probably the best quarterback you're going to play on the schedule. It's either him or KJ or maybe a few others. And Blake, I know how high you are on Keon Coleman. Uh, obviously, Wilson, the six seven receiver, is a really good player. And they also brought in the best tight end transfer portal class. So this will be the best set of skill guys from top to bottom LSU will play in game one. So that's the little concerning thing that the secondary right off the jump will be playing a passing attack that is as good as LSU's. I don't know, Carter, if I'm going to go to I'm be, I should be worried yet. Okay. Because I do think that there comes a point of where are we going to – like it's four days of guys that have not played with one another. Greg Brooks out today with a little – just a little nagging thing, more of a veteran day off, I think, if you will, more than anything. I do wonder if this team can find a way because I will tell you, with Greg Brooks not being out there, I know that – he might not make all the plays, but he is the voice and leader in that back seven. Yeah. Okay. And so when he's out, they're in trouble. And when he's been out, Carter, they've been in trouble. It's been the two transfers in Andre Sam and Zai Alexander that have been the best so far. You know, the pick today that he baited Garrett Nussmeyer in and, and Andre Sam. And then, look, I mean, even we've seen this is that every time Malik catches a pass, if Zai Alexander's on him, he's making the tackle and is smothering him. So there just comes a point to me like it's the other part of that secondary that has not been that good. But the question becomes, what does that front – how much will that front seven help them in getting that pass rush, which can negate a lot of this and give them right. confidence? So I'm not completely worried about them yet. Let's move to that quarterback role. Carter, what do you make of Jane Daniels so far from what we've seen? Really lighting this secondary up. So not running. We haven't seen him run yet, Carter. He's stepping up in the pocket. He's rifling the ball 40, 50 yards down the field for touchdowns. What do you make of him and Garrett Nussmeyer? Well, one, you could just see he's bigger. Like, he's... Without question. Like, that is probably... Because, you know, early in his career, he was Jaden, right? But his body went through a major transformation. Also, Blake, I do think mechanically, um, he looks different. He looks more confident in his throwing motion. I And, and once again, it's going up against air. We'll see if the Well, he wasn't up against air today. I mean, it was 11 versus 11. Like, that's not air. You know, right. like that, like people keep telling me that, oh, well, he's going on seven on seven. Guys, he's 11 on 11 today. Like they got yeah. a pass rush and they're, he's eating them, he's eating them alive. I, I will, I will also share this, right? I know you, you probably know people close to Jaden. I've gotten to know a few as well. I mean, he is surrounded by eliteness, right? He, he's around CJ Stroud, he's around Bryce Young in California. He has put in a lot of work. And his schedule has been really tight, okay? He personally has taken what was already a good work ethic and great leadership skills to another level. And those little things you're already seeing pop up. And I I really do think he's going to be better as a thrower. Now, are you going to think he is Brady back there? No. But all LSU really needs him to be, it's just 
slightly better and more willing to actually rip it. And he has said this, not only him, but Dim Brock and, and BK in interviews. Um, he, has, he has said that he wants to be more aggressive and he wants the verticality of this offense to be more explosive. And something else I, I've noticed, once again, just hearing people, I know you went to the first practice, uh, Blake, and you watched it all very intently, but it does seem Jaden is hitting receivers in stride. 100%. A little bit more. Okay. Now, this is where it's going to be interesting. I felt Jaden was most comfortable throwing the football to Malik neighbors on a comeback route. It's a very safe route. Malik is a massive target. We did a little video on this a little bit earlier today, and that was such a big piece of what LSU did, right? Malik is just a go get it. We could throw the football to him on the outside, and we know he's going to make something happen. I feel like Jaden doesn't want this offense to just be that. And I feel like he is going to be more comfortable. As we saw consistently, I think each and every one of your gazillion viewers saw this last year, Blake. It just did not seem he ever got comfortable throwing the football to Kayshawn. Outside of the Florida game. And was kind of forced to. Like, let's right. call it what it is. They were trying to force Kayshawn the ball. Right. And we've already seen just, you know, once again, some clips. But just hearing things now, we're starting to see that he likes throwing the football to Aaron Anderson, uh, Kyron Lacey. I know a lot of people feel different ways about him. It just seems like Jaden is more comfortable throwing to almost everyone else instead of just Malik Neighbors. Well, and I think that I think that's a really good thing. Well, I, I mean, Carter, I know it's clips for everybody else to see, but we're there. You know, well, like you're there. I'm not. Well, but. right, but I mean, I, I'm just saying in general, like the media is there. Yeah, you know, and I think that that, like, I, I'm practice one as an example. They're running man to man coverage, and he's he he's hitting Kyron Lacey on an out route, and Kyron falls, but he makes a catch for twelve yards, and it's another first down. Carter, they came out, he came out of the gate and seven on seven, and then eleven on eleven, he's going twelve for twelve, twelve for fourteen. He comes back around another seven on seven. He's thirteen of fifteen. He's hitting touchdowns, and, and it's not just him. Like, let me just make this well known. It, it's not just him. Garrett Nussmeyer hitting Jalen yeah. Brown deep, something that LSU showed. Okay, him no. hitting Mason Taylor over across the middle where Mason is diving for it. He catches it, and we got We we're going to the house on this one. Then you had them hitting Kamarian Pimpton on a back shoulder throw that nobody on planet Earth, because he's so much larger than everybody, it's like throwing it to, from Breeze to Pimpton, and they already have that connection. That's the scary like that. thing for me, right. is that Pimpton's catching back shoulder throws from Garrett Nussmeyer. That's what you need to be more worried about if you're another team. And nice then, goal. Carter, I, I ask you this, you know, along with this, now you add the offensive line that you know is going to be pretty decent, and then you add in that running back core. I, I told you this all summer before camp happened. What did I say? I thought that they would be arguably one of the better offensive units that we see in the country. Now it's that it's cool. coming out, what I mean, is your, I mean, call me Nostra Blakus, okay? <laughs> I, I mean – I, you could see it coming, Carter, and you even talked about that. So now yeah. we look at the O-line and running backs, and we just say, can they continue to progress? Any players standing out to you so far from what you've read, heard, seen, anything like that? Yeah, I, I do think a player that you mentioned earlier, I do think Mason Lunsford 
finds a way into some kind of rotation, right? Now, normally your offensive linemen stay the same throughout the course of the game, but, you know, some of the better LSU teams did rotate their guards some. Uh, so I, I, I think I think he'll play. Uh, Big dog going to play. Big yeah. dog going to play. Yeah. He's I, too I, ruthless, I, Carter, in the running game. Right. I think I think he does play. I also think uh, Womack obviously is is generating a lot of noise. Oh, and oh, we'll see. Oh, Carter. Okay, there you go. The commitment on AYS. Look at you, man. Oh, I you didn't even think about that. I'm thinking about hey, oh, this kid can play, dog. This kid can play. You 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 you, you could be like I I started this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty no. sure it was Jamar Kane and Sherman Wilson and Brian Kelly, not me. Right, but you. You were you were there. You were there at the Genesis. Yeah. But yeah, um, I I think I think he'll play a lot as well. And then I also just think Toviano. I still believe in him as a true freshman who will play. And we'll we'll see how much in the first game we'll see him. And um, look, this LSU defense. I going back to the secondary. I still think that they have what it takes to get it done. I do. Um, and I also feel, Blake, one more thing about the LSU offense. I, I, I'm I not going to stand back on Pimpton and Jackson. I keep going back to those guys. They both ended up, for me, on my own personal evaluations, as top five players committed at any position. And I freaking love seeing them getting reps with some of the ones uh, pretty quickly. So I, I like that. One more thing I like, Blake, specifically, is Brian Kelly's philosophy – hasn't really changed per se, but you do see him rotating true freshmen in with the ones more frequently. Yeah, he's trying to get his guys in there. Right. And I don't think he wants what happened versus Florida State to haunt him the rest of the season like it did last year, knowing LSU did not put their best players on the field in game one. So I think he is trying to get as good a look to see who he wants to play in game one. And here's a brutal truth about playing a very difficult season opening game. You don't know. You don't know until an actual game is played who your best players are, and that's what makes playing such a difficult game so difficult because you just don't know. Uh, P. Scott sends a four ninety nine dollars super chat. Said question for Blake and Carter: Is the offense that going to be that good, or is the defense, or is the defense struggling as of day four camp? Great question. I think. Here, I, I, on, I think personally, my very quick answer is: I think the offense might be that good. Can, but what do you think? I think the more important thing is you want your offense to be better than your defense. Agreed. And and that's for two reasons. Historically, and once again, this is very anecdotal. Defenses are normally ahead of offenses early on. Okay, so if your offense is good with all these new receivers that require timing and all of that stuff, that's a good thing. And the number two. The offensive side of the football is just more important, right? It's just how the modern game works. Don't take it from me. Take it from the two best coaches of the past decade, which is Saban and and Kirby, right? They're defensive guys. They tell you the same thing. Go listen to their interviews. They'll tell you the same thing. So it's obviously really good. Now, this is going to be the big thing about the offense. Can they travel with this offense? They struggled on the road and or away from Tiger Stadium outside of the Purdue 
and the Florida games in particular. And then, of course, Georgia, that was a very good offensive performance as well. But taking this on the road, uh, obviously it's a neutral side game, but it's going to be road-ish in Orlando. If, if they can be explosive in Orlando, that means that they can be explosive the rest of the season. Yeah, and you do have some away games, obviously Alabama being the the biggest there. Uh, you some I have some people saying, Blake, I hadn't heard anything about Sage Ryan, and then Brandon says Sage Ryan has to have a big year. I haven't really – I mean, he hasn't done anything to stand out. I, I'm just being real. Yeah, and look – not so far, at least. At least so right. far, yet. Right. He, he's going to play. Very quickly to really interrupt you, but he, no, hasn't, he hasn't done anything for me to notice him badly either. Right. You know, which is another another point was like, hey, man, he's not doing anything good, but he's not doing anything bad either. Right. Like, most defensive backs aren't really dudes. They're either bad or just kind of in the middle. There are very few DBs that are just excellent. We're just kind of spoiled because LSU's had so many excellent defensive backs. Sage Ryan is a fine player. Uh, I don't think anyone at this point would label him special like some of the other five-star DBs in the past, but that doesn't mean he can't turn it on. This is a guy who has been very hurt. Um, I do think, you know, he did play the true safety role in the spring game and it was very up and down for him. And I think starting the season off on the bench will do him some good. And at some point, LSU will need to rely on him. Anything else standing out to you so far through day four? Players, you know, I thought Savion Jones saying he was 288 pounds was. Yeah, good. Boy, that's, that's good something. for him in that role. Um, this is a big thing. Okay. Now, I'm so glad that you and I are just talking about football here. All right. We're talking about the actual team the actual roster and the guys are out there and you know there's a skirmish here skirmish there obviously this is just our analysis no need to panic we're both behind lsu but i do want to share this one simple thing regarding recruiting okay let's not have a meltdown no matter what happens this week i'm asking each and every one of you because obviously the 10th is probably going to be the most hyped recruiting day of this cycle until we actually get to December. Would you agree with that, Blake? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I think this week has the potential to be interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting <laughs> right now. Yeah, I, I know. I'm you're trying to, out. You're trying to, you're trying to say you're trying to say the aysnetwork.com slash forum. I just would not melt down over no matter what happens. I just would. I'm not melting okay. down if you don't get Colin Simmons anyway. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think that there's a player out there that will play on the defensive line that you need more. McKinley. You need him more. I think Jackson Howard is going to get redshirted. I think he's going to stay here. And I think that there's other pass rushers out there that you know that you can go and get. Right. So but, but, but yeah, that my main thing was You gotta get you gotta get you gotta get the number one dude in the state, Carter. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. I agree. I, I agree with that. But my main thing was I'm glad we're talking about actual football instead of 
you know, recruiting. I know Thursday, obviously, you're going to be bombarded with it, uh, and I will be as Thursday. Well. They're bombarding with me now. They're on my yeah, ass about it no, now. I, and and it's interesting. I get so many questions about <clears throat> Simmons in particular, uh, and, and I've shared on your show and my show plenty of times. He is that dude. He is really good. But just no matter what happens, let's just focus on Florida State and uh, enjoy the players that are already here, signed up and ready to go. I just I, I just know if something doesn't go LSU's way, because look, with someone like Colin Simmons, it may not be over until pen is to paper, right? And look, I think if I think if Colin Simmons goes to Texas, LSU's done and walking away. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, so I mean. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I would give up. You think? You think they would just give up? That's I think that they know where they've told him where they sit. I don't think that there's anything else that they can discuss. I think that he brought every. He made both teams and Miami tell them, tell him what they're going to do for him in August instead of September instead of December. Interesting. I like that. Um, I don't think I, I don't think Brian. Here's what I think. I don't think Brian Kelly's waiting. Like, hey man, I want you to do this ish in August, so that I'm not like Orgeron and and oh my god, I hope this guy commits in December. Right, just to know where you stand. It's not a dumb play. It's even if they lose, it's not a dumb play. Either you're going to commit here or you're not, and. I will I just I, I will just admit that LSU. Let me let me say something that people don't see behind the scenes, and you know that I'm on these phone calls. Okay, boosters have never been more willing to give. Yeah, I mean, look, your voice was in the Colin Simmons hype video, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was that. That was your. That was your. That was. That wasn't your, me. It was one thing was me. Okay, because I, I I still don't know if that was my voice they used in 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 one of them. I got pretty excited, um, but yeah, it I, was my voice in one of the videos he posted. Okay, yes. thank you. I thought so, um, but yeah, I I I really hope he commits to LSU. But at the same time, I just don't. I I. The recruiting melt is sometimes just a little too much for me to take. I do agree that because of the in-state thing, even though I think Simmons is, is a better player than Dominic McKinley, I do think it is important to get McKinley um, because he's in your state and he plays if it's a tackle. And Mason Smith and Wingo will be making millions of dollars, not for LSU, but for an NFL team next year more than likely. So you definitely need to rebuild you know, the interior, and, and he's a big piece to doing that. Last thing before I get you out of here, anything on realignment that you want to talk about other than it's a piece of garbage? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how I feel about it at this point, Blake. I It, it should be interesting. Um, I, don't, I, don't think this, I don't think this would play a role in distracting Florida State before this big game coming up, but I it is – obviously, Florida State's the most interesting – team out there with everything that they've done up to this point. Let me ask you this. Do you think the SEC needs to expand? No. You don't? Mm -mm. I want the chat. Type Y for yes if you think the SEC needs to expand. 
I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Um, because, Carter, at you. the end of the day, they're going to get more teams in the playoff, which is going to generate more money, okay? And now you have to tell other teams in the SEC that they have to take some of the money that they'd be making and, and take another cut. Right. The SEC, the SEC continues to win women's national titles in basketball. Baseball just won a national title. Football just won another national title. What do they got? I mean, what, what are we scared of? Oregon? What are we scared of? Washington? The only Husky that I'm scared of is the one that I actually see in the woods. Do we have a Husky that lives in your... in? I mean, if I did, I'd be more scared of that. <laughs> I'm more scared that they live out there in the wild now than the football team. What am I scared of in the Big 12? Utah? Carter, they got four freshman offensive linemen running it with their second team. Four. They have no right. depth. What do you want me to be scared of? Here's my thing. So I, I see Shane on Facebook here. We can cut Missouri and Vandy and add FSU and Clemson. You're not going to cut them. I wouldn't. Number one, you do not want to cut Bandy because that'll make your academics look way worse than it already is compared to some of these other conferences. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I don't like it. But then again, the one thing they don't want to get rid of Nashville. I, I wouldn't either. <laughs> Nashville's incredible. Uh, the West Coast just does not care about college football. I, I hate to say it, but it's it's just true. And my thing is, obviously, you know, we've we've seen different people complain about what about the softball team or volleyball team flying in the middle uh, of the week and well, all that's that stuff. true, Carter. That's gonna happen. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Those cross country flights and all that stuff. But you know, it's it's interesting because television just drives everything. And it is just amazing how big these TV empires are. And ultimately what all of this came down to was there wasn't somebody leading the charge here. Um, there wasn't anyone that the NCAA appointed to be the college football czar. And the Commissioner. They need a commissioner. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. They need a commissioner. That would have kept – the leagues the way they are instead of everybody just bleeding every last little cent you possibly could out of the sport. Well, and because you're, you're, what you're doing in here, Carter, is you're making rival businesses compete against one another. Yeah. Anything you can do, I can do better. And when right. you don't have a commissioner like a, as much as I may hate him at times, Roger Goodell, David Stern, Whoever the commissioner is in baseball, Rob Manfred. I mean, I know he is. You have these issues. You yeah. you always and, and Carter, we just need a football commissioner. Absolutely. And football needs to be viewed separate as a different sport than everything Has else. To. Yeah. Uh we need to stop the charade of understanding that those sports are the same, right? Uh, and and when people – and I understand people do that already, but college football is just so different than all the other sports. Right. Right? It, you, you don't travel as much. You have There's such a higher scarcity 
of of games it's it's absurd it's absolutely absurd and i hate that i hate that for the non-revenue generating sports uh but essentially all this is people saying you don't matter and that sucks but that's what these actions have basically proven to be true time and time again so it sucks it sucks i know a lot of we we got we both have a lot of old schoolers that watch i know they're particularly sad but if you're really old school you remember you know southwest conference days there's been other changes the bottom line though blake is people are still going to watch and my question to you would be do you think that there would be so many people disgusted by this that they would quit watching the product no college football as a whole is going to be fine right it's the other bullshit that you try to line up and 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 Tell me, Carter, here's the truth. There's They're going to have four power conferences. And what probably is going to happen, either one or two things. Either you just go to two conferences or you're going to go to – you're going to have to expand back out, okay, and have another power five conference because you can't deal – is USC going to be worried – is USC – maybe not USC, but UCLA, if they got to go to Rutgers – on a Tuesday afternoon for women's <laughs> tennis. Carter, did you know that it is only an hour less airtime for you to fly from LAX to New Jersey? You could fly from New Orleans to London. London. Exactly. That's wild. I So basically, one- Carter, in a nutshell... You were talking about going to not even a different place, but almost a different country. It's crazy. And I've been on women's a tennis. Ugh. Ugh. I, here's one thing I will say. All right. And this obviously is a very deeper non us thing, but guess what happened in European soccer? They tried to do this. They tried to form their own super league. Have you ever heard of this before Blake? I heard I heard bits and pieces. I saw okay. the documentary thing. All right, so they tried to form their own super league, and guess what happened? The fans it crumbled. The, well, it crumbled because the fans and the players revolted because they knew if Manchester United and the the powerful soccer teams formed their own super league, everything would crumble. Okay, maybe maybe there is some kind of revolution from college football fans around the country, maybe. But the bottom line is if you're still going to watch, it's still going to generate a rating and everyone's still going to make their money. And that's all ultimately matters. I can't live without college football. It Me is either. I'm going to watch that baby. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're yeah. talking about you. What are you talking about? Napoleon, you're over here talking about boycotting you can boycott your own damn self because I'm watching football. I, I will I will watch LSU play Istanbul State University in Turkey and 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 I will fly yeah. with the team to go watch that game. That's how much I love college football. It's just hard. Um, Peace God says I don't think the realignment I don't like the realignment because it messes up the other sports. It hurts the fans especially. I Carter that her super chat. And thank you so much, Peace God, for the super chat. That's just that's it. That's my buddy Paris. I love her. Yeah, she's right on the money. I mean, it's well. Uh, and think about this too, to add to our point. What uh, if let's just say that LSU was 
let's just say LSU, for whatever reason, went to the Pac-12. SEC crumbled. LSU's in the Pac-12 because this is what they're talking about. And let's just say my daughter, Jewel, okay, plays women's basketball. And me and her mother want to go to every single one of her games. But she's got to fly out to Oregon on a Wednesday. You know how much strain you put on me and my wife to go up there? Versus if she's playing in Arkansas the next day, okay, we both hypothetically could go to work, get in the car after work, and drive up there. Arkansas is a far away, but it, your point is. But still the but same. my point is still make Carter. It the truth is, if I get on a flight, it's more Carter. If I bought a flight right now to Eugene, Oregon, it's five six hundred dollars. Okay, yeah. so is. it would take me five hundred dollars less to get to Arkansas. Yeah, I mean the bottom line is us fans <clears throat> are, are are everyone's just going to get priced out. That's that's all. Are you not right. already somewhat priced out? No, you are. I mean, it's Carter it's, gas is three sixty a gallon. You I, look, I I will always love college sports. I will, but there is a piece of me that was really hurt. Now, what I will say is, if we do have more slates of better games when it comes to college football, maybe. This was a good thing, but ultimately, I don't think so. If you're not watching Oregon versus USC now, why are you going to watch Oregon-USC then? It's a good question. Because it doesn't matter what conference you're in. What you're trying to do is get the Midwest to watch those games because they mean something for your conference. Right. I, I I hate it for Washington State. I really do. I hate it for those schools. I hate it for Oregon State. Yeah, um, well, don't suck. So. <laughs> right. All um, right, buddy. But, oh, go ahead. About, See you next um, week. Hold on. Wait, hold on one second. No. No, 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 no. I got to check out of my Motel 8, so let me go pack my, my stuff All right. Up. <laughs> See you, buddy. Right, buddy. Cheers. All right, that's Carter Bryant. We're out of here like swimwear. Hit the like and share. Don't be a Rudy Poop. <laughs> we'll see y'all tomorrow, guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.